Hey Lions fans, Michael Gray once again for the Detroit Lions podcast. We are officially living in a post-draft reality. And we probably ought to have a talk about just exactly who has the most to lose or gain or accomplish in the next handful of months. Let's do it. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue. Faces turn red. And rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Before we get started, make sure that you subscribe to the channel. Uh, Hit all the buttons, all of the things. Uh, Subscribe to the channel. Like, comments, shares, you know, all of the uh, the socially mediated stuff. That's how we get to do what we do. So appreciate it if you take part. Got to start this list of people with the most to lose in the next few months. Who else? The guys at the top, Brad and Dan. They've got an entire offseason ahead of them with high, high expectations. Obviously, they have those, but now everybody else does too. People are paying attention to the Detroit Lions. They expect this team to compete for the division, compete for the conference, and be a playoff team that nobody wants to deal with. They were this close to doing it last year. They're expected to do it this year. There's also the fact that they have full support from ownership to have built this thing their own way. And their own way has to work. The players they've selected, the free agents they've signed, the guys that they've drafted, the offense and defense that they have blueprinted has to work. This is a vital year for the security of not only those two, but really the future of the franchise. Because you can cement some things moving forward that stay for years to come if they can continue to build on what they've achieved through the first two years and get this done, take this team to the next level where they're consistently contending and always a problem. And the notion of the Detroit Lions being a good team in the NFC isn't some super weird fantasy. There's also the fact that it's a vital point in the division. The NFC North is there. Number 12 is now Hendon Hooker. Aaron Rodgers is gone. The man has left the building. The Vikings are kind of in a weird spot. The Bears are rebuilding. You have an excellent opportunity that you can seize right now at a pivotal point, not just for the franchise, but for the division. And then there's the uh, not-so-small fact that a whole pile of draft dorks are going to be lined up around the corner with I-told-you-sos if things don't go real, real well for Brad and Dan this year. They've got important work to do and a ton on the line with the results of the coming 2023 season. Then there's Jared Thomas Goff, your quarterback. Now, let's start with the obvious stuff. You know what's on the line right now? As I record this in May, money. A big bag of money. He stands to get paid if he can continue on the arc that he played at in 2022. Now, is he going to get Lamar Jackson money? No. But tens of millions of dollars is still tens of millions of dollars. Potentially hundreds of millions of dollars. Lots of millions of dollars is what I'm saying is on the line for this guy. Not only that, but they drafted a bunch more weapons. This offense is jacked. There's a lot of dudes out there. He doesn't have a whole lot of excuses. And in that vein, you got Hendon Hooker. He's not just a guy. They didn't just bring him in as cannon fodder and a dude to hold a tablet on the sideline. This is a guy with some ability. If he hadn't had the injury, there's a real good chance he's nowhere near a place where the Lions could have taken him. And now he's in the house. 
That is going to change some things, not only from a competitive standpoint, but from the standpoint of the fans and all the chatter he's going to hear from the lunkheads in the media. And all of that stuff affects Jared Goff. We've seen it before. My man doesn't like getting pestered with questions about how things aren't going well. And contrary to what every player on every team in every league in the land will tell you, they read everything that gets written about them and they hear all the talk. And Jared has proven that he reads the press clippings. He knows when people are down on him. Hendon Hooker being in the house is going to change the tone of the criticism if things don't go real, real well. The other thing is, just like Brad and Dan, he's got to live with expectations. He's got to be ready to go. He's got lots of playmakers around him. He played really well last year. The expectation is that with good quarterback play, the Lions are a team that could contend for for things that are banner worthy. All right, I don't want to say the C word, but they could contend. They should be a good team. And good quarterback play puts them over the top. Jared Goff has to know that. Speaking of those weapons and the lack of excuses, there's also a ton of pressure on Jameer Gibbs. And this is the one spot in the list that isn't fair in the least. He's going to have a ton of pressure on him for a couple of reasons. One, there are the running back truthers out there that'll tell you, you can't take him where you took him. It's a complete waste of time. These assets, there's a cost of opportunity and you're never going to sign him to a second contract. And that's bad enough just to have your position as a whole devalued. But that's not necessarily personal. It's not about him. Most people follow all of the criticism about drafting Jameer Gibbs with the caveat that he's a hell of a player. If his, if his same name, same stats, and he was a wide receiver and not a running back, nobody would say boo. But there's a good chance he's going to have to play both positions. So he's got a ton of pressure on him to deliver because of all of the noise around his selection. Again, he's a young man. He's going to read this stuff. He's going to know who said what. Some of that relates to pressure. The other part, the truly unfair part, is DeAndre Swift. There is a point of comparison for him. There is going to be an output measurement with him and Montgomery both, as opposed to what you got from Jamal Williams last year paired with DeAndre Swift. You've got that comparison baked right in. If you don't get the same kind of production that you got out of DeAndre Swift last year, a lot of people are going to be there to complain about his presence on the roster. And not only that, you've got DeAndre Swift, the Philadelphia Eagle, to contend with. He's going to be out there doing things. Philly's going to have a unique role for him. Chances are he's going to look pretty good in it. I think it's going to be a little more limited, personally, than what he was doing in Detroit. He's not a bell cow back. But in that offense, with what the birds are doing, he looked pretty good. And you're going to have that nagging narrative follow you through the season as well with Jameer Gibbs in his rookie season, which, by the way, is still a rookie season. This kid's going to come out and take his lumps. He's going to have to learn his rookie lessons. And he's going to be under immense pressure, unfair immense pressure from a handful of dum-dums that tend to be louder than the other folks. And that brings me to the guy that does probably deserve a little bit of the pressure, Jamison Williams. Jamison Williams had nothing to do with this year's draft. Jamison Williams is supposed to be the guy to have the breakout season. It's a fair bet that won't happen because he's going to miss those six games due to suspension. It's not the suspension itself that bugs me. It's You can count that mistake any way you want to. That part's irrelevant. 
What he does in the offseason, what he does in the preseason, and then most importantly, what he does with those six weeks away from football could be pivotal not just this year, but for the rest of his career. How he manages his time away, how he manages his focus, how he manages his influences, how he manages his body and his mind is going to be immensely important. And he's going to have to do it right out of the gate. He needs to have a great training camp. He needs to look the part of the guy that they traded up for last year. And then he has to shut it all down. And he's got to go dark. And he's got to be in the dark, away from the team. And Lions fans have seen this show before. There are people that just get out of football and fall out of love with it. There are a lot of other things that can creep in there in that time. And he's got immense pressure to not only come out like the superstar that he is supposed to be in the preseason, in training camp, then to shut it down, go silent, and come back and be an absolute force for this offense because that's what this team drafted him to be. He lost some money. He's going to lose some time. He's got to find a way to discover some maturity and find some focus to get him through that time so that he can come back sometime in October and blast off where everybody was hoping he would in the beginning of the year. And finally, for our list of people under pressure, the fans, man, you and me, we got to deal with this. We got to deal with the team that's supposed to contend. All of those insecurities and PTSD that are going to bubble to the top where every little thing that goes wrong, every setback, every injury, every rumor is going to set people's heads on fire. It's going to make people twitchy. Because the fact of the matter is, there is something that is psychologically soothing about sucking when you're supposed to suck. But having the rug pulled out from the fans when things were going so well at the end of last year and were looking so good through most of the preseason, now you've got the Jamison Williams suspension. You got a draft that a lot of people panned because they thought the Lions reached in the wrong spots. And you've got some pressure on some guys that have to show up and perform. Our life is in their hands, dude. Our life is in their hands. And that's going to make for a weird offseason. It's going to make people reactionary. Twitter is an open sewer, and you can count on it being absolutely chock full of turds who want to go nuts at any hint of a problem. And we've got to fight that urge. This season should be a lot of fun, and I hope it is. Anyway, that's my time, man. i got to get out of here. Remember to subscribe to the channel. Um, if you get a chance, throw a comment down below. I try to respond to all of them. Until next time. Bah. Let's bring it in here together. Let's go. 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 Let's go.